Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermon from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. We are back in the room with Pastor Stephen. Last week, Pastor Stephen, you were gone. We missed you. Um, so we are glad that you are back in the room this week uh, discussing your sermon uh, from Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. This week, the title is The Spirit Groans. Um, and you've got two main points this week. Um, first, we want to give a shout out to the to the Irwins, the gospel singers. Um, we understand that Keith listens, not Keith Urban, Keith Irwin. They are, they are, they are our sponsorless sponsors. No, no sponsor sponsor. No sponsor sponsor. Yeah, Means sure. they don't give Sounds us any good. money, but they, they encourage money, but they us. Listen. They encourage us. Yeah. So He's, Keith, if you're listening right now, give us some money. Send us a check. <laughs> right. Anyway, man, he listens. He said we do a good job. So thank you for listening. Uh, hey, and if you get a chance, check out the Irwins. You'll there you be, go. You'll be blessed. Really good. Just Google the really Irwin nice family. People. Yeah, man, they're good. Um. I got I got off track there. Anyway, so the spirit groans is the title of this sermon, and uh, you your your first point, Stephen, was uh, you know talking about our weakness in prayer, and you made some 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 statements probably that maybe stepped on some people's toes, like that we don't pray and we don't understand how to pray. So uh, I'll just let you peel the layers back on that one. Yeah, first of all, it's glad uh, I'm glad to be back. Last week was hanging out with uh, pastors of some uh, some great churches across the United States, and we were talking about the future of the church. Mm. And so we uh, we might that might be one of our podcasts one day. Just talk about how the church continues to be the church and uh, gospel centered and oriented. So, um, all right, your question again. Ask it to me again, because I've just forgotten Sorry. It. The first point was weakness in prayer. Um, and and under that, you you probably stepped on some people's toes going, hey, we we don't pray, but we we also don't understand how to pray. So I'll just let you yeah. peel that back a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Uh, according to a premier Christianity survey uh, in 2020, just 38% of Christians that were surveyed said that they pray regularly. Okay, the way you set that up, I didn't know if you were going to talk about like a really premier survey or it was like... No, this, yeah, this is God's Honest uh, survey. Gotcha, uh, okay. Uh, well, according to Google. Um, <laughs> but 38%, I mean, even it, let's just say it's 50%. Yeah. That's still, half of Christians don't pray regularly. Yeah. Um, which is, yeah, that's a weakness. The, the the most yeah. uh, the most powerful weapon that we have prayer linking our finiteness to the infinite ways of God uh, wow and yet we 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 don't do that and I think a lot of times the reason why we don't pray is we think that prayer doesn't accomplish much and yet over and over again especially in the book of Acts my goodness what happens when God's people pray yeah it, it unleashes uh, forces from heaven that the you know even the most sinister demons cannot withstand, mm. uh, and so 
we don't pray because a lot of times we're like, hey, well, once I exhaust everything else, then then if nothing else works, then I'll yeah. I'll pray. Or I, I've been guilty of myself saying this. Hey, hey, what can I how what can I do for you? Well, you know, just pray. Oh, yeah, 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 I'll pray. But what can I really do for you? Right. And uh, wow, what I've just done is rob God of glory. Mm. Because what I'm saying is that which He has said, He chooses to work through, is is really is of no importance. Or, or if you know, if nothing else, I have robbed the uh, uh, the power that it truly is. God chooses to work through the prayers of his people over and over again. We see that through scripture. So what is our weakness? We don't pray or we don't understand how to, how to pray. Um, You know, we're to pray in the name of Jesus. That means that Jesus is the one that links us to God, right? Um, We are to pray believing. Uh, I tell folks this, pray with the Bible open. I mean, don't just open it up and say, all right, here I am. I'm praying the Bible is open. No, read it. Read it. Let Scripture direct your prayers. There are times where I pray Scripture. Yeah. Um, And we see evidence of that in Scripture. Um, So we're abiding in the Word of God. The Word of God is abiding in us, which means that we are regularly in God's Word. Um, We're submitting to the will of God's Word. And, man, I'm praying. I'm praying, and I say, Lord, move and work. I want Your will to be done in this. And I, you know, I think I think the issue a lot of times when it comes to us not understanding how to pray and the weakness that that is in prayer is, how, how do I know what God's will is? Yeah, and that kind of leads us to what the rest of the sermon was about: the Holy Spirit helping me understand what God's will is. Well, I just think that's a staggering statistic that 38% of professed believers don't pray regularly. Like, that that's astounding to me. Well, and and again, it, it, it didn't quantitate what regular means. I got you. Uh, I'm thinking at least daily. That's what I'm thinking. Um, out, and, and, and when I say pray regularly, I'm, I'm not talking about, hey, hey, you know, God is great, God is good, let us thank you for our food. You know, watch out stomach, look out gums. Wait, wait, how's it go? Is it, watch out lips, look out gums, be careful stomach, here it comes. Something like that. I think I kind of made that up or, or messed that up. How about that? Uh, I had some Church of Christ cousins. That was their prayer every time, uh, every time. And it didn't matter if they were Church of Christ. They, they didn't know Christ. Uh, so the that's staggering. I would agree. I would agree, but... Christians, those who profess to be, we're not talking about thirty-eight percent of Americans, right? Thirty-eight percent, and I don't, I don't know what the, I don't know what the test group was for premier Christianity, um, but thirty-eight percent. I mean, I don't care if it were, you know, Mickey Mouse magazine did a to, uh, a right. survey among Christians, and thir- that is still, yeah, it's 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 disappointing. It's disappointing because. It's it's the equivalent of, um, you know, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my Ford Pinto in <laughs> the NASCAR race. Right. You could right. be the best driver in the world, and a lot of our listeners probably don't know what a Ford Pinto is. Yeah. Uh, think of a low class Hyundai, right. uh, or you know, it may be even worse than that. But uh, think of a low class electrical Hyundai. <laughs> There's no power. You can be the best driver in the world. No power. Same yeah. way, you know. You yeah. can, you can, you can be. I don't know. 
the most professing Christian in the world. I mean, I would sit there and say, well, if you're not spending time in prayer, then I, I, I would be, it might be great for you to question whether you truly have a relationship with him. Yeah. It'd be like me saying, yeah, man, I married my wife. I love my wife. No, I never talked to her. Yeah. I never talked to her. I don't spend any time with her before I love her. Yeah. Um, are you kidding me? Yeah. I just, I, I, mm. and maybe, maybe we have another podcast one day talking about maybe why we don't or why Christians don't. I don't, I don't know. I, again, that's just, that's astounding to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I, well, we don't because we, we undervalue it, and we don't understand how to pray. I, uh. We think that we think that prayer, and this is a podcast. We, we even did this. We did this a while back. I forgot about it. You guys reminded me. Our producer got upset. <laughs> All the hard work he, he puts in. I didn't even remember Alabama that we did shirt, this. Man, he um, ripped his shirt because he's so mad. Well, it's it's Monday. He wears his Journey T-shirt on Tuesday. <laughs> the uh, he's going to get a mic one day, and he's going right. to start coming back. That's right. The uh, yeah, we have this idea that prayer is this genie in a bottle. Mm. Okay, all right, I'm going to use prayer to get God to do what I want him to do. But when we look at prayer as, it's, it's not necessarily about changing, changing God's heart yeah. or mind. It's about changing our heart. Yeah. And I would submit that if, if God's like, okay, all right, I'll change my mind. He didn't change his mind. It was all part of his plan yeah. to, to, to make that change. But clearly, clearly, God works through the prayers of For his sure. people. For sure. And so your point number two is like th- there there is this work of the Holy Spirit in prayer because, you know, uh, it, it increases our intensity to pray. Um, it there, There's some intercessory prayer happening right there. Um, so I'll let you... I'll let you walk through that there on this increasing our intensity to pray. Well, yeah, the Holy Spirit, you know, increases our intensity really to be witnesses, increases our intensity to be Bible students, increases our intensity to exhibit the uh, characteristics of Christ, the fruit of the Spirit, um, and, and, and likewise, it increases our intensity to pray. It's the Holy Spirit that is there, that still small voice. Hey, you need to pray about this. Yeah, you know, hey man, you need to, you need to, you need to spend time to the Father. God delights when we come to Him in prayer. Um, you know, it's the Holy Spirit sits there and it's like, you know, man, there's power in prayer. Don't forget that. You know, go go to the Father. Paul Paul even takes it a step further and he's like, hey, hey, God has God has crafted in me a heart that prays without ceasing. Uh, basically, it meant this. He would walk around during the day, and he would sit there, and prayer was such a natural part of his life that he would see somebody, and immediately, oh, he would start interceding on their behalf. He would start talking to the Father on their yeah. behalf. It wasn't like, oh, hey, man, you know, all right, let me stop. Let me bow my head. Let me yeah. let me do this. You know, let me pull my prayer shawl on and whatever else that needs to be done. Nothing wrong with those things as long as you don't let those overshadow <laughs> overshadow the key importance of prayer. Right. But, you know, that really should be... This is going to sound crazy. That should be the prayer of all of us, that we have a heart that is involved in continual prayer, yeah. praying without ceasing. It's that Holy Spirit that, that kind of presses that on us and says, hey, this is important. This is important. Remember, this is who you are. 
This is who you are. Again, I go back to the illustration of, okay, you marry your spouse. Why don't you marry them? Hopefully you marry them because, you know, you you love them. I don't like to use the phrase in love with them because love is a choice. Uh, uh, in love usually tends to be infatuation. But I love them. So, man, I love them. Man, that, that's just kind of a byproduct of the relationship I have with them. And guess what? I like to spend time with them. Hmm. Uh, that, that's just a natural byproduct of love. Right. And so for me, a natural byproduct of the spirit inside of me is prayer. Prayer. It just, it just kind of happens. Yeah. That, yeah, there are seasons that are stronger than other seasons. Um, yeah, there are times spirit's willing, flesh is weak, but it's that spirit. I mean, I would sit there and, and I hate to keep going back to this, but I have folks that ask me all the time, how can I know if I'm truly, if I'm truly a Christian? And, and I would say, well, I mean, do you, do you have a desire to pray? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Yeah, He gives you that desire to pray, a desire to want to interact with God, to fellowship with God, to take your deepest, darkest burdens to God. Well, and, and your point under that, you know, is that he intercedes for us in prayer. And you you made the statement along those lines. It's like that that's something that we should be able to celebrate, the fact that uh, we have somebody interceding for us in prayer to the Father. Like, that's, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really, really what it is, it's, it's the Holy Spirit is he is coming from the father to us he is making intercession to us it is jesus that is the mediator right uh between us and and god so right it's jesus there that ever lives the scripture says to make intercession on our behalf i think that the direction of the intercession that uh is kind of important there um jesus is from us to the father the Holy Spirit to us for the Father. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to stop and sit there and think. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, for instance, how do how do we how can we determine uh, how we're supposed to pray according to God's will? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaking to us on behalf of the Father. Yeah. The Holy Spirit says, "Pray this." The Holy Spirit says, "Pray this way." Um, you know, one of the questions that is asked is, "Does the Holy Spirit actually speak?" So you you referenced um, James five sixteen and and I'll read it for our listeners. James five sixteen says, "Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed." The prayer of a righteous person has great power and it's working. Um, can you can you talk a little bit more about that verse? Because you spent some time on it in the sermon, but uh, I just thought maybe it'd be good for the podcast. Yeah, um, you know maybe you would say, "Well, it doesn't seem it seems as though my prayers aren't accomplishing much." Oh, well, he gives us two requirements there in James five sixteen. <laughs> right? Uh, are you praying? Uh, well, the word effective is persistent, continual. It means this. It's not just, oh, yeah, I think I'll stop and just throw one up to the man upstairs. Um, oh, I don't like that phrase. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's so impersonal. God is not the man upstairs. God is Father. Yeah. Um, but uh, the effective, per- persistent, continual uh, prayer it means means it's you know it's it's something that I am doing, uh, not just once, but it is a way of life. And there's fervency, or there's a burning, right? 
and intensity in my in my prayers uh, of a righteous man. A lot of times folks sit there and say, well, I'm not very righteous. Remember, righteousness is not based upon your performance. Righteousness is a standing that comes to those that are in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you would say, yes, I'm saved, then you are righteous, not based upon your merit, based upon the righteousness of Christ. And so, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to keep on praying, yeah. I'm going to pray. And, man, that's there's a burning desire in my heart. I'm a saved person. And so what he is saying is, man, you, 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 shows, you showed me somebody that is – that is a person of prayer. You show me somebody that has a a uh, this this uh, intensity of prayer. They're praying again. They're praying in the name of Jesus. They're praying believing. They're praying. Uh, they're praying according to the Word of God. They're in the Word of God. They have a relationship with Jesus. They're saved. I'll I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you somebody who accomplishes much in their prayer. Mm. And again, that gets lost on me. Yeah, it really does. I yeah. can't, I can't figure all that out. Right. Um, but God has proven that He chooses to accomplish His plan and His will according to the prayers of His people. To put that in layman terms, prayers—there are things that happen that otherwise would not happen if it weren't for prayer. God has chosen to work it that way. And and you say it often from the pulpit, you know, there there's power in prayer. We're a church that believes in prayer and you know, I, I you know, on the last podcast while you were out of town, like we talked a little bit about um and just how God works through the prayers of his people and uh, it it's so true and it's so exciting to be a part of to see God work in these moments of prayer, like see God work through the through the prayers of his people. Like I, I just, it, it's, it's one of those things. Kind of like when you're telling people about Jesus, like you get really excited to tell somebody about Jesus and that happens. Then you want to keep telling people about Jesus because of what Jesus has done for you. I think the same way goes with prayer. Like once you, you know, uh, you, you experience that, you experience the power of prayer, God working, uh, man, it just, it, it causes you to want to do more and to be in that consistency of prayer at all times so yeah in a beautiful example that we see in scripture of the power of prayer uh, it's 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 over in acts chapter 12 and there is a prayer meeting that is taking place <laughs> and they're praying for peter to be released from prison uh, and so they're having this prayer meeting. I wonder if it was on a Wednesday night. Yeah, who, who knows? Could have been. Could have been. And so he shows up at the house. Uh, there is a uh, there's a servant working there. Her name's her name's Rhoda. Uh, and uh, so Peter's there knocking on the door, and Rhoda comes up and answers the door, and he's like, "Hey, look, it's Peter." And, uh, you know, they were at the house of Mary, the mother of John Mark, and um, and Peter had miraculously been released from prison while they were praying that he would be miraculously yeah. released yeah. from prison. Yeah. And Rhoda, she hears his voice <laughs> yeah. and she's like, oh, no, 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 you're not, you're not Peter. We're praying for him to be released. Yeah. Yeah. She goes and tells them and they're like, you're crazy. Yeah. It's not him. Yeah. It's not him. You must be a ghost or something. I would love to have seen this played out, and only you know to kind of know the the personality of Peter, and, and and they're like, it's an angel. It's not really Peter, and he's like, for real, it's me. Let me in. Yeah. 
You're praying for me to be released. I've been released. Quit your prayers. I want to come in. Let me eat. Yeah. And they eventually open the door and they're like, oh, wow, look, Rhoda, it's Peter. She's like, I told you. Well, if it was a true Baptist prayer meeting, there's probably food. So he probably, he probably ate. Well, if it was a true Baptist prayer meeting, there'd been a lot of requests <laughs> and very little bit of praying. <laughs> we digress. We digress. So, uh, again, you're, you're talking about the Holy Spirit and you you make, and I have a question for you because you make a statement that the Holy Spirit speaks. You know, when we're, when we're praying, uh, the Holy Spirit speaks. Does, does God speak in an audible voice? Um, you know, through through prayers and your prayers, like does people have asked that question? Does yeah. God speak in an audible voice? Yeah, uh, and again, God can do whatever God wants to do. I mean, we see we see instances of the Bible. He, he he spoke literally spoke through a donkey. God can do whatever God wants to do. I can speak from my personal experience. I have never heard an audible yeah. voice from God without question. He, he, he speaks to me. I say it this way. It's in my spirit. It is in my soul. It is in my heart. It is much louder than an audible voice. Mm, yeah. uh, it is unrelenting. It is, it is consistent over, over, very, very clear, very clear. Uh, so, yes, he does speak. Uh, should folks be sitting there saying, oh, if God would only speak to me, if I could only hear his voice, I would stop and say this. I mean, the greatest form that we have of God speaking is through the Scripture. Yeah, and we know He spoke yeah. there, right? We know yeah. we know that there is no sense or intensity in your soul, spirit, heart, conscience, whatever you want to say, that is going to say anything that would contradict what He has already said in His Word. Right. So I would say anybody listening that's like, you know, man, if God would only speak to me, then I well, okay, okay, yeah. open up the Word. <laughs> right. Open right. up the Bible. He, he's speaking right there. I'm amazed by folks that they're looking for this mystical experience to take place. Oh, if God would only speak, if God would only write it in the clouds, yeah. you know, and is that, wait, wait, what is that? Is that, God, is that you? Are yeah. you, what are you making there? What, is that a giraffe? What, what, what is that, God? Oh, wait, wait, no, that's a wedding ring. Yeah. You're wanting me to propose. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Wait, no. No, is that a hedgehog? What is that? You know, <laughs> and, and yeah, and you're and you're and, and you're like, what? Now, how about read his word? Yeah, read his word. Um, pretty 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 convincing there. Pretty loud in his word, and as you read your word, or as you read his word, and as you spend time in prayer, God will reveal his will. He'll re- and and here's what I found in my own life, and it's probably true of the lives of many of our listeners. It's amazing how, as I am in his word, how all of a sudden my prayers, it'll, the, the, the course of my prayers will change. Mm. I encourage folks to write their prayers down. Yeah. Because it's, it's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit of God will, he'll change the course of those prayers. Um, and they become more in line with his yeah. word yeah, and his sure. will. Um, um, so, yeah, yes, he speaks. Uh, can he speak audibly? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Uh, now, I, I will tell you this. The devil can speak audibly, too. Mm. Mm. But the devil cannot speak through the power of the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. Wow. So just 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 understand that. I did, I did have a guy in a church one time that he's like, the devil speaks to me all the time. And I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, every time I wake up in the morning, 
she's laying right next to me and she just talks and talks and talks and i'm like yeah i don't know if that's the devil well it's his sister you know no come on brother anyway so uh in this, you made a statement that kind of resonated with the people that I minister to uh, quite a bit. You know, you made a statement that prayer is not a secondary ministry, or we need to stop thinking prayer as as a secondary ministry. Um, again, just kind of going back to the to the power of prayer, how it works, how God uses it, how He changes us through it, um, and then uh, you started to talk about your grandma and the prayer that you you pray for your grandma so i'll I'll let you kind of merge those two thoughts together that prayer is not a secondary ministry but then you started you started to talk about your grandma so i'll let you yeah i would think i would think going back to what we talked about when it comes to the weakness of prayer uh, a lot of times we'll sit there and we'll be engaged in ministry and i'll just i'll just use what i do most of the time uh as far as ministry is i i preach and that is that is my calling right now to be the the chief teacher preacher of our church, and so uh, a week for me is going to look like okay study and uh, you know uh, writing that and then alliterating that and then illustrating that and uh, just all those kinds of things, uh, exegeting the scripture. Um, I mean, clearly not in that order, um, but the greatest thing I can do. As I as I as I as I pray, I pray over that preparation. I pray asking God to do something that my my education, my training, um, you know, my voice or my ability to tell a story or or any of those things, my personality, do something that 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 I can't do as a result of those things. God supernaturally do, and so I would say, man, I would say, yeah, I mean, prepare, prepare, as though it all depends upon you, but pray, because it all depends upon heaven, and uh, and so um, yeah, I heard, I heard a preacher one time explain it that way. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to work as though I'm uh, everything. Uh, that I'm working heaven down, so I'm going to work, 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 but yet I'm going to pray because it is all dependent upon heaven falling down on my work. Uh, so may prayer not be a secondary thing. May prayer be the primary thing. So may your ministry be fueled out of your prayer. Mm. Uh, may your teaching be fueled. Preaching, I would say singing, be fueled out of your yeah. out of your prayer. We've all been there before, and we'll use you know, we'll use singing as an example because, well, I mean, none of us in this room are singers, and so we'll just make fun of them. <laughs> um, and I hope Keith Irwin is listening to this, as well as Keith Urban. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm just, I'm having fun. And, and Keith Keith Irwin would agree with this statement. Uh, we've all heard really, really uh, musically gifted singers that, man, they can hit every note uh, you're like, my goodness, what a voice that is, and there be no power behind it. Yeah. And then we get somebody who gets up there, and their voice may crack a little bit. Mm. They may miss a note, but you're like, whoa, my goodness, that well, how powerful that was. And, and and here's the way I would explain it. Maybe somebody just a little bit closer to the Father than you or I. Mm. 
somebody that understands no, no vocal ability is going to outperform the windows of heaven being opened up. I say this all the time, you know, in my prayers, I'm like, God, like kind of like John prayed, God, may I decrease, may you increase. And my prayer will be this before I even preach. And I have the opportunity to preach to a lot, a lot of people. Right. And it's like, hey, God, please, please, may your spirit supernaturally take what comes out of my mouth. And in that split second, may you do something heavenly that only as a divine father you can do before it hits their ears. Mm. Because God's not aiming for the ears. He's aiming for the heart. And so, yeah, prayer. Prayer's got to be fueled by prayer. Got to be fueled by yeah. prayer. Uh, not the second, not B. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I prepared all week. <laughs> Might want to say a prayer before I do that. No. Yeah. No, start the week that way. Yeah. And for your grandma, you. you yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, the closest person in my life that has ever died and uh she kind of helped raise me uh i can remember when she got sick and um you know was in the hospital was in the hospital for quite some time my prayer very clearly and i was a believer was in god's word i I was actually her pastor the last two years of her life i can remember praying god please heal her god please heal her my uh, my intent was god please heal her and keep her here i want her here on earth prayed believing that he could heal her i prayed believing that he would heal her and keep her here on earth Uh, so much the fact that uh, i would even say and lord i thank you for the healing that you're going to do in my grandmother's life and that was my prayer and that was a persistent type thing i would go to the hospital where she was and i would i'd pray that over her and uh and then one day very clear again not an audible voice but very clear in my spirit you know, in my heart, it's like the Holy Spirit said, oh, I'm going to heal her. Hmm. I'm just going to heal her differently than what you want. Uh, I'm going to heal her in my presence. My grandmother was a believer in Christ, so she she knew that heaven would be her home when she left this earth. And so he, he basically was saying, I'm going to heal her. I'm just going to heal her in my presence. And so my prayer changed. It, 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 it stopped being about God heal her, get her out of the hospital, bring her home. I want her in my life to, hey, thank you that you're going to heal her and you're going to heal her permanently to where she'll never need healing again. And I pray and just ask that you would make her comfortable. Mm. God, if you, God, please, in your mercy, remove the pain. Um, And my prayer was also, and God, in your mercy, would would you go ahead and do this quick? Yeah. And do this quick. And so that's just an instance uh, in my own life where my prayer changed. God God clearly spoke. Yeah. Um, and the prayer changed to be more in accordance with his with his will. Yeah. Um, and uh, so So all right, uh, and and I'm I'm gonna close with this question. I didn't I didn't tell you what this question was gonna be beforehand, so I apologize. But you know, as we're talking about uh, you know, God working through the power of prayer, working in the prayers of his people, um, I, I think it'd be good uh, to for our people to hear from you, like how do you pray specifically for our church as as pastor? Um, how, how do you pray for our church and for the people in our church? 
Yeah, well, and that's how I closed the sermon because I'm like, all right, you know, how do you how do you close this thing down? Uh, ideally, you, you you move on. Uh, well, how do you close it down? And I just said, hey, here's here's what I've been praying for. Uh, naturally, every like everyone, man, I, I pray for physical healing for some uh, people in our church. There are people in my life right now. They're experiencing some physical difficulties. Some are experiencing emotional, mental difficulties and just praying, hey, God, would you minister to them? God, meet their needs and pray, pray for physical healing. And usually when I pray for physical healing, I mean, clearly I approach it as uh, healing here. They stay here on this earth. They leave the hospital there. That's the way I approach it. And, you know, there are times to where, you know, he redirects that and he says, Dan, I'm going to do the whole permanent thing. I don't want them to need healing ever again. Hmm. Um and we grieve over that, but if you really stop and think about it, the Bible says this, the day of your death is better for a believer than the day of your birth. Yeah. But they're on that side of heaven. We're right, here, right? Right, right. Um, I pray for marriages. Mm. There's a great assault that's happening uh, in the church today. And the devil is attacking marriages. Yeah. And some, some people that you never, we, we never would think would struggle with their marriage are, are, are really having some, some battles mm. there, um, which should en- encourage us all that, hey, we're not the only ones yeah. that deal with marital marital problems. Uh, but it should also, um, it also should warn us all. Yeah. Hey, listen, don't don't get to the point where you think your marriage is above any kind of problem. You, you, you know, you make the plans today. Yeah. You, preparations today. You fight for it today. It is a constant battle. Yeah. The devil knows that if he can, if he can destroy the life of, or the the uh, the 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 marriage of a professing follower of Christ or somebody in leadership, then it's going to cause other eyes to be messed up, yeah. and so so he does. He comes after the best. So I pray for marriages. I also pray for um, pray for maturity. Hey, let's get serious about this. Yeah. Hey, let's quit. As I say, let's quit drinking the milk. Yeah. Of the word, and let's uh, let's start let's start eating some meat. Let's start digging in. You know, you, you, you profess to be a follower of Christ for 20 years now. Hey, come on. You're saved. Praise the Lord for that. Remember, that's not all he's trying to accomplish. He, he, he wants to make you like Jesus. And there's only, there's only one way for that to happen. Let's get serious about this. Um, and I pray that. I pray that. I, there, there are folks that I see in our church as well as just all throughout my walk of life that you're like, oh, my goodness, man, if they would only only get serious about this walk with christ um what god could do for them uh and then also uh my my biggest thing is salvation of the lost yeah salvation of the lost i say it's what keeps me up at night and it does right it does that that's what the majority of my prayers are about you know here's so and so i know them from the ballpark where my kid plays ball and you know broken that they're lost you know, here's here's so and so, and I and I'll tell you a big part of that as well. This is just I, this is not even recent. This is something that is, uh, uh, well, I I would say especially since I've gotten into ministry, is people who are religious but lost, mm. and and we'll deal with that when we get to Romans ten. Mm. Paul, Paul Paul is so burdened about his Jewish brothers and sisters who are highly religious, yeah, but lost apart from Christ, yeah, that he's like, hey God. I, I, I'll be lost for them if they could be saved. What a burden that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Praying, praying for lost and praying for God to, 
to do something powerful through me, not so that I can I can get any credit or anything, but that others would look and say, good gravy, yeah. the only way yeah. something like that could have happened through that joker is because of the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, so, but pray, yeah. pray, whatever it is, you know, sit there as a, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell folks this all the time because they'll say, man, I just want to know where God wants me to work. And I'm like, well, look around where he's working and get working there. Uh, or what are the what are the desires of your heart? What are the passions of your heart? Now, you know, hey, if I sit there and say, you know, the passion of my heart is, I want to get up there and I want to I want to sing a solo on the Easter cantata, um, but I'm not a very good singer. Then you know, I mean, let's let's be realistic about the passion of my heart. Right. Um, but clearly, we know he wants you at work, and I would say the same thing when it comes to prayer. What man? What is near and dear to your heart? You know, we we, we probably have some. Probably have some high school teachers that listen to us. I mean, you're around those students all day long and you see the struggle, you hear it. Mm. And yeah. you're like, man, I get ready to pray. And all I think about is my students. Awesome. Yeah. Man, intercede on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, if you want, who will? Right. Or, you know, maybe, maybe we have, maybe we have a nurse that listens to us. Shout out to Alma Emery, who listens go. to all of our podcasts. And I know, I know that she gets to minister to people that you and I never will be able to minister to. So probably in her prayer time, these people come back to her mind. Oh my goodness, God's placed them in her life for a reason. Yeah. If 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 she is a follower of Christ, I mean, if she doesn't intercede for them, who will? Right. Right. So anyway. Well, thank you, Pastor Stephen, for being open um, about this, and especially talking about your grandma and just things like that. Thank you for being open about how you pray for the church. Um, so anyway, we appreciate your time. We appreciate all you do for our church. And again, man, if you are listening, please understand that we are here to help in any way possible. So we will see you next week on the podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. And we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highland, and it's H-I-L-A-N-D, park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There will also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow Him, our prayers are that you near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in Christ. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.